Welcome to Happiness Reflected, a community poetry podcast where we talk about happiness and listen to poems from the University of Alberta community reflecting on their experience of happiness. Episode 1, Reflections, Memories, and Connections. What does it mean to be happy? How can we find happiness? What can we do when happiness is hard to find? My name is Devin Smith, and I'm your host for this podcast series. We want to acknowledge that the University of Alberta is located on Treaty 6 territory and Métis Nation 4, more specifically in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, or Amiskwachewiskigan, as it's known in Cree. Many vibrant and diverse Indigenous communities call this place home, including the Blackfoot, Soto, Nakota Sioux, Dene, Ojibwe, Cree, and Métis, among many others, and they have cared for and lived on this land since time immemorial. We recognize that Indigenous ways of knowing, which include traditions of storytelling and oral history, are ways of sharing history, teaching lessons, passing down knowledge, and giving thanks, and are often a deeply spiritual practice. We respect and honor this and many other traditions where poems and sharing stories are important cultural aspects in the cultivation of happiness. Our first episode will focus on reflection, memories, and connections. Maybe you can relate to this, but when I'm feeling disconnected from myself or people I care about, I'll revisit special memories. Whether it's of a time, place, or person, memories can continue to bring us peace, joy, contentment, and reflection. Memories are vital to our senses of selves and can instill a sense of gratitude in us. Or, perhaps reflection on these memories have provided us an opportunity to grow or change. As you listen to these poems, consider how the act of writing poetry is practicing and savoring moments of gratitude. Many of these poems contain natural elements, seasons, the weather, Does engaging with these poems connect you to a sense of rhythm, whether with the spoken word or our natural world? In this episode, we will hear Winter Solstice, 1986 by Rebecca Graff McRae, The Junkyard by Jerry Iwanis, Not Quite Blue by L.G., Memories of Northwest by Michael Prestupa, At the End of a Day by David Saltz, and On the Axis of Suffering by John Lye. Thank you to Lynn Snelling for reading The Junkyard. All other poems in this episode are recited by the poet. Before we begin, I'll invite Nandini, qualified mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and a Buddhist chaplain at the University of Alberta, to ground us with a meditation. (laughs) 
Before the poems are presented, I'm going to guide you through a short meditation practice just to help you become grounded in the present moment. So gently closing your eyes or lowering your eyelids. Just for a few moments, I invite you to direct awareness to your breathing. So bringing awareness to your nostrils where the breath comes in and goes out. Noticing the coolness in your nose as the breath comes in and how it is warm on its way out. If you find that your mind is getting caught up in thoughts, simply noticing what that thought might be and kindly bringing the mind back to focus on the breath. I now invite you to pay attention to the poems that will be presented. Perhaps even paying attention to how your feelings shift when listening to each poem. Winter Solstice, 1986 Midwinter, Northern Alberta not quite north of 60, but nearly, far enough to feel like the whole world was south of us, nothing, nowhere darker. I was three. My father joyfully offered a midnight ride at 6 p.m., atop a skidoo that roared, dragon-fierce and rumbling. The moon might have been full, or memory fills it, casting enough brightness to sparkle diamond tesserae across the snow, a crust above the crust of the earth. We race the four of us astride faster than any reindeer. I'm up front, safely wedged between the throttle and my father's arms. We whoop, my sister and I, as dad sails us over windrows and snow dunes, delighted squeals that amplify beneath our toques before stealing away on the wind until the sled launches and spins midair a high dive, my family a quartet of Icarus falling like snowflakes through the black night. I land and gravity presses me deep into the cold, apprehension heavier than the weight of the sled I am under. Muffled voices echo, my sister crying out, mom and dad, all right and laughing already, composing the jokes they would tell to friends when morning came. The crunch of boots shatters the crystal silence of the night. Poised, still winded, I wait, wondering, they call my name, but still, I lay a second, feeling the love of being lost a little longer. The Junkyard I want to go to a junkyard, strewn with hollowed husks of Sunday drives to church, first dates, and shyness. Maybe second and third dates, too. Less shyness, and secrets kept from prying parents. 
I want to go to a junkyard again with the old shiplap garage that has a pot-bellied stove in the corner, mismatched chairs all around, pin-up calendars, and twin tanks for the acetylene torches that effortlessly slice through the stubborn angle iron. I want to go to the junkyard again, next to my parents' house, where George would pay for whatever scrap copper we collected at 13 cents a pound, so we could buy the newest Mad magazine and the kind of ice cream that had a gumball at the bottom. I want to go to that junkyard again, where George would give my mother half his yard every year to grow a garden where the earthy aroma of dill and tomato permeated the oppressively humid Winnipeg summer air, and the spray from the oscillating sprinkler refracted the sunlight into ineffable rainbow hues. I want to go back to that junkyard just one more time, but not for too long, as the garden has reverted to lawn anyway, and the burn barrels have all been taken to another junkyard somewhere. Scrap copper is well over $5 a pound now. We may have been wise to hold on to some over the years. Not quite blue. Through my eyes, it's light when you know you'll see him again, but fades to gray when you realize you don't know when. It's electric, bright as lightning, fireworks reflecting in her eyes. It's Atlantic depth when you kiss her, velvet, almost black, the texture of memory, the night you gazed at stars, all crammed into the bed of a cobalt truck. Warm hearts and hot tears of parting, the color of a midsummer sky and cotton candy at the fair, the reflections of our youth, vast as the Pacific, shallow as what we were told was sin. There's a fleeting joy accompanying you, never the same shade again, tinted with nostalgia, my treasured indigo moments. Cornflower dreaming, the bliss of my Mediterranean memories, blushing all through winter's frosted reunion. I never misremembered the shades of their joyful souls dancing together. Memories of Northwest Whether a drip or downpour, coating the world in mist, in the cold or hot weather, it sends the earth its kiss. It forms friendless puddle lakes, swelling with lost interactions, while we weep into streams, our sorrows flowing to the drains. Stay indoors if you wish, lock eyes with the cobwebs, the pitter-patter sonata lulls you to sleep in bed. But in my clothes it seeps, no umbrella fella am I, permeating into the skin, soaking into the blood inside. As a drenched dress shirt gives you a friend's damp touch, their embrace cools hot skin while warming my soul much. As your wet grinning face has washed away tears with it, there's happiness in store with smiling dripping droplets. The tree's dew shines through and green leaves absorb it in, the air full of fresh wooden smells from moist soil on mountains. As the drizzle's fizzle ends, I love it when it rains. A tearful sky's reminder of being home again.
At the end of a day. At the end of a day, as at the end of a life, look back on your actions, your efforts, your strife. All justified then, but when accounting is made, were the results and achievements worth all that was paid? The inferno of sunset, the arc light of dawn, all taken on faith and childhood memories long gone. Head bowed in haste, brain ruled by important, eyes, heart, and soul cut off from the all-potent. Freedom sold to the masters so to belong and buy back the rights that were ours all along. Find the essential so at the end you won't say, one day never done before the next in its way. On the Axis of Suffering Could there be more to the day subsumed by discontent than to reflect on the time spent? Might we uncover the root of disassociation and live to experience the grief that is yet to manifest? Your attention will peak in unexpected ways. Those feelings and thoughts that ought to be repressed will dissolve. The happiness that is sought may be in the rough of our kinship and relations, which will not be forgot. As we sign off, we encourage you to reflect on your own practices of gratitude. What are you grateful for? Can this be a foundation for happiness? Next episode, we'll explore the other side, where happiness may not be found so easily. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you to our poets, Rebecca Graf McRae, Jerry Iwanis, LG, Michael Prestupa, David Sultz, and John Lai. This podcast is produced by the University of Alberta Days of Action Committee in proud partnership with the Digital Scholarship Center and Sound Studies Institute. Our sound engineer is Tom Merklinger, and the music is written and performed by Lucinda Johnston and David Sultz. For more information on this project, visit uab.ca slash happy. Just let it go